0: You're listening to the Scale and Skyrocket Your Business podcast, co hosted by Law, Emma, Zoe, and Eloise. And this week, you're with me, Law Bradley. And in today's episode, I'm going to be digging further into scaling and talking about why simplicity and stripping back is the key to scaling your business and your profitability. So if you're looking to hit your first multi-six and seven-figure revenues and you're experiencing the challenges of growing and scaling your business through to seven figures, then grab a coffee and get comfy because today we've got a lot of great things to talk about. I'm Laura Bradley, business strategist and co-host of the Scale & Skyrocket podcast, and I'm on a mission to show entrepreneurs from all around the world how to scale and build a business that you don't need to take a holiday from, and to do this by working smarter and not harder. Join me and my co-hosts every week to discover what it really takes to grow your business. Listen to real-life practical experiences from other entrepreneurs who've already started the journey. Learn from their mistakes, how they've grown, and how they've built successful businesses to support their dreams. And we'll also be talking about up-leveling your scale strategy, your branding, and social media marketing strategy, your money mindset, and what it takes to step up as the boss of your business. I'm so excited to be sharing my experiences with you on the Scale and Skyrocket podcast today. Okay, so let's get started. So I thought this would be a great topic to talk about because it's a conversation I've had with clients before they start working with me. And we always talk about Their challenges in breaking through to the next level in their scale journey. And so many times, the conversation is usually around revenue, or rather the distinct lack of it, despite feeling that their business is going well. So, my one to one clients are generally in their mid multi six to seven figure revenues. And they find that the more they earn, the less profit they make per sale or per widget, for example. And their profit margins are dropping despite sales being consistent. And they usually can't work out why especially if everything's been going well so far. And we're going to tap into what's at the root of that today because many business owners don't realise that stripping back when you're starting your scale journey is actually the secret source to unlocking revenue generation and increasing profitability in your business. All right, so let's compare two similar businesses run by, say, Joe and George. And let's just say they're both online coaches. Joe's making 8k consistently every month. And George is consistently making, say, 70k a month. And she's feeling ready to scale her business. So off the top of your head, and don't overthink this, but Whose business would you say appears to be more successful or more profitable? So a business making 8K consistently every month or a business consistently making 70K a month? And I'll bet that your mind leaps to George, right? Well, there's no right or wrong answer. But in my experience, it's usually people like Joe who are more profitable and stable at this stage in their business. I know you're probably thinking, Lord, that makes no sense whatsoever. So I'm going to break that down and explain why the lower revenue generator is generally the more profitable business. And I'm going to talk about what to do if you're a higher revenue generator and you want to continue to increase your profitability. And what sits at the root of profitability as you start to scale is your mindset and your habits and your scale strategy. But I'm going to come on to that in a minute. And what I tend to see when business owners who are at that tipping point in their scaling journey is that a business like Joe's, who's earning, say, 8K consistently every month, will generally have more net profit and have lower expenses in proportion to a business owner like George, who's generating a much higher revenue month on month. And a a business such as George's will usually have far higher expenses in proportion to Joe's. So if you recognize yourself in George, it can make you feel like you're wading through treacle And you're working hard to scale your business and feeling as though you're not actually moving forward in increasing your revenue. And it can really feel like you're pushing water uphill with a fork and it's exhausting. And it's a common trap multi-six business owners specifically get stuck into. And the secret, if this is happening to you, is to identify this trap. And then go and do something about it. So what's happening here in George's business? Or if you see yourself in George, and if you think that's you, then think back to that time that you made that decision to expand, grow or scale your business. And you were probably at a point where you were making a healthy profit each month. You had products that sold consistently you had a healthy client base, and probably you hit an internal trigger point where you said to yourself one day, this is it, it's working, I'm going to scale this. And this next bit is key. What do you do? Now I see time and time again, entrepreneurs start to throw good habits and caution to the wind by taking risky punts on their growth. And they start to tinker in places in their business where it's working perfectly fine as is. So I'm going to talk about now how haphazard scaling can kill profitability. And one of the early things I see business owners do is forging ahead without a clear strategy or a plan of attack for scaling their business. And it starts to unravel in a haphazard way. And their scale pathway to what they see as success normally looks something like this. So you bring new people into your business, usually uh, virtual assistants. And then before you know it, you have a team of people doing all sorts of support work in a piecemeal and perhaps in a disjointed way. So you start to expand your social media channels. And you might use your new team to throw more content into that forever hungry monster that we call social media. So where before you may have had, say, just one person working smart managing two social media channels, you now have, say, three people managing all the channels known to man because you want to expand your reach and scale. And you're doing this without a clear strategy and you see that your sales aren't necessarily increasing. So your expenses start going up and you become busier. So you start to hire more people and then your profitability starts to drop and that is a cycle. So if you're a smart cookie and I know you are, then you'll know where I'm going to go with this. So, okay, so we need to resist the urge to tinker. (laughs) And anyone who likes to tinker will know that a tinkering mindset is distracting because it can blow you off course and you're not going to be clear on your decision making. Tinkering can also throw up what I like to call phantom problems in your business. And I call them phantom problems because our business is like an engine. It's a vehicle. And it takes us from where we are right now to where we want to be. And tinkering used to be a really bad habit of mine until I made that connection between the act of tinkering and how that can damage our businesses and slow us down. And when we tinker across the various parts of our business engine, we might tinker over here and then a problem might pop up over there. And we tried to fix that, and then another problem pops up, and then another, and then another. And we start playing that proverbial game of whack-a-mole with our business. And if you don't know what whack-a-mole is, it's, it's an arcade game where you have a box with lots of holes in it, and a furry creature, not a real one, mind you, pops up, in the random holes and you have to hit the creature with a hammer before it disappears again and you might start upgrading your operational systems adding more layers of support such as help desking uh, chat bots uh, refreshing your branding relaunching your website reinventing your sales funnel going evergreen and even investing in business coaching And yet, despite throwing money at all these things, which just FYI, these are all totally valid things to invest in. It's just that they don't seem to be delivering enough of a return on the investment that you've made. And you still don't have a united, clear strategy of how to scale your business. And those things you're throwing your cash at are actually draining your ever-shrinking profit margin because your revenue isn't increasing proportionately to your expenses. And then you become very aware that there's a little gremlin called imposter syndrome. So have you ever felt that? And it happens so frequently to entrepreneurs who are at that tipping point of scaling. And it usually looks something like this. So on social media, you, you look to everyone else like you're a huge success. You're a multi six figure entrepreneur. You've got a large team around you. Your business is all over social media and you look like you're going places and your friends think that you're a massive success because you've recently upgraded your car, you've got more disposable income and money to spend from your business than you've ever had, but you start to become very aware, just quietly, and on the inside of that little voice that says, hey, something kind of feels off here. Now, you know your expenses are starting to go up, you're not losing sales, but you're not making any new sales proportionate to the expenses you now have. So you start working harder and longer hours. And you get more and more involved in the minutiae of your day to day business. And you start to fall into what I like to call a hustle mindset. And you start to slide into that feeling of training all of your joy and your personal time to spend more time working in your business. Now note here, I say in your business there as you're not working on your business or you're starting to do that less. And I guess the point that I'm making here is that doing any of these things to scale or improve your business is not wrong. But when you take a -a whack-a-mole approach to scaling your business, you risk doing these things at the wrong time and in the wrong order and it can start to trip you up and it'll cost you more in the long run and not to mention it's going to probably slow you down as well. So what we want to do here is start to take a step back so that we can leap forwards in our business because it's so easy To slip into a hustle mindset when your profitability starts dropping, when your expenses are increasing. And what I tend to see as a business expert and a business strategist is rather than unpick the work that you've done so far by trimming back on your systems, your people, and your approaches, for example, because that kind of feels like failing or taking a step backwards, right? That you might start to relaunch previous offerings or create new offers in uh, a bid to plug that ever-widening profit gap. And when we start to launch, land, launch and land even more offerings, social media challenges and products in this way, then something called the feast or famine cycle can start to trap you. Now, I'm not going to talk much about that here, but if you're interested in the feast or famine cycle and how that can kill your scalability, then I talk about that in episode four. So if you're feeling like this, then you're not alone. So I've fallen into this trap in the early days because it's easy to do that the first few times that it happens to you. But the good news is is if you recognise yourself here, then you can do something about it. And if you're not quite at the point of scaling your business, the great thing is you now know what to look out for. So keep my words in your back pocket and don't forget them. So you need to be constantly asking yourself, how can I simplify my business, my workflows and what my people are doing? All right. So if if this is you, if you're kind of recognizing yourself in this situation, what should you do now? So if you're entering this phase of your business, like George, from my opening example, then you can do something about it. And you start by asking yourself, where do I want my business to take me? So what's your vision? And then go back to your core offering. And really focus on that and focus on what was working well in your business at the time that you decided to start to scale. So, for example, if Facebook worked well before and having five social media accounts now isn't working, then go back to focusing on Facebook. And then simplify your systems and your workflow. So template build repeatability into your business and make sure your people know what they're supposed to be doing and that they're working really smart. And then next, start to cut your operating expenses. So be really brutal here. And then what you want to do is then simplify everything because less really is more. So for example, if your sales funnel seems overly complex and you're not seeing the results that you expected, then simplify it. Don't keep adding layers of, of more stuff, more complexity onto your business. So I'm talking layers of um, adding upsells and downsells and crosssells, just strip back and then go back to basics and start from there. And then resist the urge to tinker. So just go and sit on your hands or something. I can't tell you how uh, important that is and, and how much that's made a difference in my own business journey. And then work on your business to build and implement your scale strategy. So put time aside in your diary to work on your business and on your strategy, because this is going to save your business bacon in the long run as you start to scale. And lastly, I think I'm going to close with this one, stay on top of tracking your performance regularly because it's so important to know what's happening in your business and how you're performing. And when you stay on top of your metrics, it really does put you in a position to see a 360 degree view of your business and you can make more informed decisions about your way ahead. So everyone, no more whack a okay? Because we can work smarter and do far more and scale much faster with much less. I'd love to know what your biggest takeaways have been from this episode. So if you've enjoyed the conversation, then let me know by leaving a comment, drop me a DM or join us at scaleandskyrocket.com forward slash community. If you're an entrepreneur who's ready to work with leading mentors to build a scale strategy so that you can ultimately have a work-life balance that serves you and a business that you don't need to take a holiday from, then head on over to scaleandskyrocket.com and join us on our 12-month Scaling Mastermind.